This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. This is Pastor Callie with BPN Radio. We're so happy to... Um, have you here? Listen, we're just gonna we're just gonna do this pretty naturally today. I I, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see Josh the way I want to see him. But we're gonna trust that you can see him really, really well. Um, we decided to Facebook Live this today because, um, first of all, I absolutely adore Josh and Katie Weathers. I adore them. The first time I ever heard them sing, it was through some mutual friends in a ministry setting. And I thought, where has this guy been all my life? I just, I love his music. I love their heart. I love what they're doing for Jesus. I love the stories and the miracles that have happened in Josh and Katie's life. They are a real amazing redemption story. So I wanted to capture this for our radio, but I also thought, man, this needs to go on live because uh, so many people are going to be blessed by this. So Josh, um, first of all, just uh, tell us about your music and how you got saved. Let's start there. Well, um, I started playing music when I was 19. Um, I found a guitar in a buddy's garage and I was a big like Dave Matthews band fan as my freshman year in college. I think everybody in college was a Dave Matthews fan. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I found this guitar in my buddy's garage and the neck was coming off. So I stapled it back on and I learned how to bang out a couple of chords. My uncle taught me a couple of chords. And then I kind of immediately just started writing my own songs because I didn't know how to play anybody else's. And, uh, and my dad saw that and kind of caught, you know, caught wind of me playing sure. and he sat me down one evening. He he decided he was going to get me a guitar for Christmas. He's like, you need something good that you can, you know, you can take with you and it'll last a long time. So we need to get you something for Christmas. And I said, all right, well, how about a guitar? He said, yep, that's what you need. And then uh, my dad, who was always very, very strict growing up when it came to grades, when it came, you know, A's and B's, you make yeah. stick your keys like you ain't going to no girlfriends you ain't going to no dance you're nothing doing nothing right right um he heard me playing music and and i was a freshman in college i was going to school at uta and he sat me down one evening and this was right around thanksgiving and he just said you know you're pretty good at a lot of things but music is your thing and if you need to take some time off of school to go pursue music then i want you to do that and that was like i mean it was just a shock and, uh, and so he actually passed away a month later on Christmas Eve and had a massive heart attack while he was at work. And, you know, he had just sort of given me that permission to pursue music. And so I quit school and pursued music full force, um, for about 10 years, just writing music and playing songs and touring regionally around Texas and kind of Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado, all around the South and you know built a pretty substantial following had had people just coming out to shows and uh 
And then it was about, uh, I always get the dates mixed up, but I've been walking with the Lord now for about five years. So it was right around uh, five years ago, um, the Lord just started to do a work in my heart and my son. So my son was born in 2010 and that first year of him being alive, I mean, I was gone six nights a week. I was never home. And right about that time, my, my wife was introduced to AdvoCare, was introduced to you know, a health and wellness company, direct sales company, and was just introduced through product. And that product usage got her results. And those results turned into her wanting to pursue building a business with this company. Now me, I was never on board with that. I was a total hater when it came to vitamins of any kind. I was a rock and roller. I lived a full blown rock and roll lifestyle, six nights a week in bars and clubs all around, oh, yeah. you know, wherever, wherever they give me a check. You know, I tell people the low point was like, <laughs> I, I played a I played a three year old's birthday party and I and I, I was the opener. I opened for the clown. Like that's how I mean I would play anywhere and everywhere. And uh, and she just said, you know, we're gonna use this and and it's gonna get us out of this hole that we're in. And uh, and she did that. She was very persistent and you know within about ninety days was making some extra income. And then she finally got me to a uh, a business opportunity meeting where I saw kind of the big picture. And I actually saw men that were living like these extraordinary lives and providing things for their family that I just couldn't provide. And, you know, music is my passion. It's what I love to do, but it had become this chore, it become a job sure. where I was just banging my head against a steering wheel every night, pulling up to these shows. And, uh, you know, I saw the big picture. And so my wife and I, just I got on board and within that year we had created pretty substantial financial freedom for ourselves. And it was that relieving that pressure, you know, I believe it was all part of God's plan, but relieving that pressure financially, it gave me the ability to make some decisions based on things that I saw. And I saw men that were living these extraordinary lives and they were it wasn't it it wasn't just like this money that they were making. It was the fruit of their lives. It was the relationship yeah. with their spouses. It was the relationships with their kids and how like champion their kids were. And, you know, I just said there's something about these men that I want. And and it was essentially if you follow the fruit to the root, I mean, it was Jesus. And so it gave me sort of, you know, I, I would always have considered myself a Christian, even though I lived like a full-blown heathen, you know, um, but there's never been a time where I didn't believe in Jesus. He just wasn't a reality to me. He wasn't, he wasn't near to me. You know, it was God, you know, I grew up when we went to church, we were kind of cheesters is what I call it, like Christmas and Easter. And, sure. and, and if we went to church, it was with granny and, and granny's church was very stoic, very conservative, very, right. God is an angry God you know, and he sits up on a cloud and he judges you. And that's kind of the way I looked at, you know, the Lord. And, and, uh, but because of watching these men, it introduced me to a whole new side of, of, uh, well, really like a spiritual life. And, uh, so you so basically just, got saved watching this. I mean, really yeah. gave your heart to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And they, it just softened my heart and softened my heart because I saw what I wanted in my own life in their lives. And so, you know, um, that in, I would say, I don't know exactly when, what the date was. It was sometime in May, maybe 2012, I would say 
2013, somewhere around there. I went to a business conference uh, up in, okay, well, let me rewind, let me rewind that. In April of 2013, I played the biggest show I'd ever played. Now, mind you, we're, we're building this business and life is doing better. I'm still pursuing music, but it's a little more on my terms. I can, I don't have to take every gig. And I, I played this show, biggest show I've ever played. Um, 25,000 people. Wow. This prime, prime slot at a festival. And, and we killed it. I mean, the band was, I mean, it was exceptional. We did, we put on a really good show. People were losing their minds. And I had really just been seeking the Lord and asking the Lord, I want to hear you speak. I read it in your word. I hear people talk about how they hear from the Lord. I want to hear it myself. And I was walking off the stage of that show while these people are cheering. Now, mind you, these people are shouting my name with profanity in the middle. They're saying Josh Blankenweathers, like 25,000 people are shouting that. And this guy grabs me, this stage manager grabs me by both arms, and he says, you need to go take a victory lap, son. He said, I've, I've been doing this for 20 years on this stage, and I've never seen a crowd respond to anybody like they're doing right now. You wow. need to go back out there. And as I walked back out there on the stage to just kind of wave and take a bow, I heard the Lord say, you're in the wrong place. And I was, I was shook. I, I didn't, I knew that I had just heard God and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the audible voice of God, but it was just that ringing in my heart and in my soul. I knew I'm in the wrong place and I didn't know where the right place was but I knew that where I was just then was not the right place. And I mean, immediately I walked off stage and record executives were handing me business cards and telling, let's go to Nashville. Let's go talk to these people. You're a star with da. And then right after that, this video, this Whitney Houston video goes viral. I mean, it all sort of happened at the same time. And I just held on to that word that I was in the wrong place. And so when all of this, this sort of like, uh, momentum started to happen with the music business, I, I had to kind of pull the plug on it. I was getting emails from labels all over the country. These things I had dreamed of doing right. record labels that I had always dreamt. Well, I would have correspondence with, I just had to delete them because I knew, I knew that this was not from God. If it was, I don't know why the Lord would pull me out of that world just to, just to tempt me to come back into. So yeah, it was about, it was about uh, a month later. We, I was at a business conference in Lake Tahoe with Jenny and they did a voluntary like worship service and something about that night, something just broken me fully where, I mean, I just wept like a baby. And I told my wife, I said, I have to lay the music down. I have to, I have to quit the band. I don't know what else to do. I just know that God wants me to do something else. And I don't know what right. it is. Right. And so uh, I went home and had a had sort of a band meeting and um, I didn't even know how to like how to how to communicate it to people. What was going on inside of me? I just knew, you know, essentially people were just like, Josh is quitting, you know, and I knew that like I would not be like quitting music, but I just knew that the way I was facilitating it was about to change and I didn't know what that was going to look like. So, I mean, shortly after that, my wife and I went to India and India just rocked our world completely. We had started the adoption process for our first little girl, Ruby, and 
you know, that, that trip to India just messed us up in so many ways and totally redirected the course of our life. I mean, it was no time after I said, I'm not going to play music anymore in this nature. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. God puts me on stage in India in front of, you know, 4,000 people a night. And I had no idea that any of that was going to happen. You know, I'd had, I I, I took part in this crusade. The pastor was like, they told me you play music. So you're going to lead the worship. And I'm like, uh, I knew like three Jesus songs. I mean, I, I just started leading worship at church. <laughs> I didn't know nothing. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like open the eyes of my heart. That's about it. You know, <laughs> which is great because Michael W. Smith is huge in India. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I saw just the crazy miracles and, you know, they tell me afterwards that I'm like the second, this like, so myself and, and Troy Brewer, who's, who's a great, great friend. And he took me to India the first time. Um, we were the first white guys to stand on stage in Vizag and preach the gospel, uh, in 11 years. And wow. the, the, the previous was Franklin Graham and he was arrested on stage. That's wow. what they told me. So, you know, I just was, I mean, I, I was both feet in the bucket, you know, and I didn't even know it. I was just going at it and just, you know, Katie and I, we sort of live our life. Um, we, we kind of have this, um, we're very apt to say yes. We just say yes a lot because it, 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 it always leads to something great. And I, I always say, tell people like, I don't wait on a green light from the Lord. I wait on a red light. Like I'll go until God tells me to stop. And it's always in a loving way that, you know, God closed doors. You know, we've, we've pursued adoptions with children, with, with certain kids and the Lord just closed those doors, you know, and it's never easy. You know, it was never easy to hear the Lord say no, but, um, it was always, there was always just a different route, you know, and now we've got our hand in so many things. And, uh, well, let me stop, let me stop you here. So you're, you're doing, uh, now you're doing worship. Uh, I'm sure you're doing a full blown worship somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, I lead worship at Grace Church in Burleson. That's awesome. And then you're traveling and you're doing, uh, what we would call in the church secular music and you're doing worship music at different events. You're kind of all over the place, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you know that me going back out and beginning to pursue music again was really my wife's idea. Um, and essentially it was because we, we sort of quickly decided we were going to build a girl's home and a, and a school in India. And we had gotten with Ernest Mahati's our partner over there. And, uh, said, Hey, you know, would you help us? And he immediately said, yes. And so he went and found three acres in the middle of nowhere that we could start building something of our own. And it took about, it was going to take $30,000 to purchase this land. And we didn't have 30 grand just laying around. And so Katie said, well, why don't we just see if, you know, you hadn't played in a long time. Why don't we just put a post on your Facebook and see if we can do 10 acoustic shows for $3,000 a piece wow. house concerts or, or venues and just see what happens. And we'll just say, Hey, if you want to do it, then you've got to prepay because we needed the money right away. And within 90 minutes, we had 30 grand. Unreal. Yeah. So, you know, so I, you know, we sort of looked at each other like, uh, well, Maybe, maybe God wants me to play some music. 
and then you know other things perspired from there i'm sure we'll get to like the inauguration yes, thing like that. yes. okay so let, let me just say this so okay and I, i'm tracking with you and i want to make sure that you get saved you basically say i'm done with the music business other than just worship and mm-hmm. church and then god says puts this on your heart to <laughs> start adopting children and build an orphanage and yeah. katie says you know what let's go and let's do some shows let's see if god will bless us doing some shows for this orphanage and boom all of a sudden you're back in both arenas you're in the secular arena and the church arena at the same time yeah that's amazing yeah and you know i really have a heart for you know what we call the secular in the church and really sort of uh those lines beginning to just kind of crumble away because we have seen, you know, going into these venues that I used to play, you know, I've, right. I've gone back into a lot of those venues and we're just seeing just the hearts of people just get, you know, pummeled by the Lord. Cause you know, we carry his presence into these places and it really just, just shifts the atmosphere in these places. I and went people, to hear you uh, a few months back. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that spot again? Dosi do I went to the Dosi do uh, I got a call from a friend and said, Josh is going to be at the Dosi do And uh, so we all trucked over there. And I want to tell you, I, I mean, you're a fabulous musician. I mean, if <laughs> anybody that loves music is going to absolutely enjoy hearing Josh Weathers, they're, they're going to be happy anytime they show up to one of your shows. But I felt such, there were, I felt the presence of God. I felt, yeah. I mean, as you just talked, you were so authentic and your heart came through and you talked about your family and you talked about the orphanage and you just, and I watched the the crowd. I watched the crowd. Of course, that's a family atmosphere. Dosey Doe is, is a pretty much a family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watched the people respond to you and I was so blessed, Josh. I was so blessed. So um, yeah. I can see where God yeah, that is. Night, I had I had a conversation. I'm sorry. Okay. I had conversations with uh, with uh, with a couple, and this is always the case. They say, you know, our friends, our friends invited us here tonight, and they were like, we never heard of you. We're believers, and they're not believers, but they invited us here. Wow. And I was like, I was like, really? And he said, yeah, you're doing something, man. Like they're, you know, they've never confessed anything about God, but they love coming to see you. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, we've had those conversations. I've had, I've, I've had, you know, led people to the Lord in a hallway at a, at a venue with weed smoke rolling down the hallway, you know, with, but with some, some young guy, 22 years old, weeping in my arms because he doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. I want to know Jesus like you know Jesus. And that, you know, I've, I've noticed that alcohol <laughs> is a really great gateway. <laughs> I mean, it sounds funny, but like when those inhibitions are lowered, yeah. the honesty comes out of people. And when the Holy Spirit hits them, there's like, they, they real, there's like this awake, there's something that happens. Yeah. Inside the bottom line is our goal is to get them uh, to go find them wherever they're at and whatever state they're in. And then they get saved and then they get drunk on the Holy spirit. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Well, that's what Paul said. He said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy spirit. And I'm like, 
I mean, they just, they're just looking for it in the wrong place. That's exactly right. But you know what? I am so blessed by your uh, attitude of wherever Jesus wants me, that's where I want to be. And um, I think somewhere along our history, the church gave up the arts. We gave up uh, a lot of these mountains of influence that Mm -hmm. we should have never given up. And now we're going to go back into them. And and you know what? I even understand why God for a while didn't let you do it at all. He was stabilizing you spiritually. Yeah. Well, you actually gave me a word one time about being a man in a cave for a year and a half. Oh, wow. I don't even remember that. Yeah. And it was almost a year and a half to the day. I mean, it was right in that time frame that um, we, I, I don't remember what the significance of it was or where, what phone call I got that was somewhere around that year and a half mark. But you told me, you said, uh, you said, do not do, don't, don't go too soon or something to that effect. And it was like, if you do, it will be your Ishmael and not Isaac. That's what you said. So, yeah, I've got a little problem here. I'm having one come fix. I don't know. Something popped up. Hopefully they can see you and they don't see this. Um, <laughs> well, I can't okay. see it. So, okay. I can't see it, I can't so see it. we're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's amazing. And I've seen people come into the church and they get saved and, you know, the Lord is training them and, you know, he's, he's solidifying our faith, but many times we go back where we came from, not in the sense of sin, but in the sense of go back into those arenas, I mean, yeah. we're going to effectively change government. We got to get involved. If we're going to effectively yeah. change entertainment, we got to get involved. If we're going to effectively change business, we got to get involved. Christians have got to, yes, we need to pray. Yes, we need to fast. Yes, we need to hold on to the horns of the altar. But we also got to get up and do something. That's right. Well, and I believe that, you know, people like me, and I'm, I've actually seen it, I've seen it happen now. Um, you know, the immediate idea is, well, I play music, I got saved. I guess that means I need to play Christian music. And it's just, I think it's the wrong mindset. I mean, there are people that are called to, to create music and minister to the church, you know? Um, but I, I I never had this idea that like, well, if I'm going to play music, I guess I need to go be the next Stephen Curtis Chapman or the next Michael W. Smith or the next, you know, one of those people because that's never been where my heart is. And I heard this message um, and it just, it changed my, changed my life. It's, I've always carried this mindset of like, there needs to be less Christian artists and more artists who are Christians. Oh, I because totally we, agree. Yeah. Because we need to be, we need to be, like you said, influencing culture. I mean, we have all the wisdom. We have the, we have the gateway to all the wisdom. Yes. And, what the world is seeking is wisdom. Always knew something was out there. I wish I knew sooner it was you. I guess nobody ever told me. I believed it wasn't true. Could've saved myself some trouble Could've spared myself some more Could've helped to heal another Or to mend a broken heart All but you You make everything new, yeah 
the life and the truth, yeah. From this day on, I'll never walk alone. From this day on, I know the way. From this day on, light the path before me. From this day on. given you the talent that God has given you, Josh. Um, let's talk about, um, let's talk about the inauguration and how that happened. That is just such an amazing story. And, uh, you're talking about yeah. God taking you out of a cave. Literally God took you yeah. out of a cave and set you before millions and millions of people. Yeah. So yeah. tell us that story. I, I mean, that, so um, there's a production company that's based here in Fort Worth and they got hired on to host some of the inaugural events, like the swearing in ceremony and things like that. Um, because truly, I mean, uh, 
it was actually Donald Trump Jr. that hired him for small business. So we want to, we want to use your company. And I mean, I was, I was four. They called me. So the, uh, the CEO of that company called me and said, Hey, I've got, I've got an event. I want you to do, uh, January uh, 19th or 20th, whatever day the inauguration is. And, uh, and I had a radius cause with another event. I said, man, I, I don't know. I've got, I've got another event in Fort Worth. And he goes, it's not in Fort Worth. And he said, I can't tell you anything about it yet. I just tell you it's in DC. And I said, okay. And he calls me back about an hour later. And he says, it kind of all progressed, but he said, we want you to sing God bless America at the Lincoln Memorial. We're going to do a wreath ceremony with the president and vice president on the 19th. So yeah, it was the 19th. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I immediately called Pauline Wick and I said, Hey, I want you to do this with me. If this happens, me and you will we'll go up there and sing, you know, God bless America at the Lincoln Memorial. And that event actually ended up getting scratched and he calls me back and he says, I got something else. I said, okay. He said, I want you to come on the 20th. I want you to bring a band and I want you to play at the salute to the armed forces inaugural ball. And I was like, dude, yeah. I'll do it. And, uh, and <laughs> let me pray about it. Yeah. I'll yeah. It. Yeah, exactly. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it was about, it was about three or four weeks. It was through the holidays. Um, it was right around Christmas time when we got confirmed, like, yeah, you're gonna, we want you to do it. And then about a week before, I mean, there's all kinds of craziness involved and, and it just kept escalating, you know, it kept like getting better like our time slot got better and wow. now we do the, we want you to do the first dance. And I said, okay. And, um, you know, it, I, through a series of events that I am not even, I really don't know how it happened, but yeah, I mean, we were chosen to sing the first dance and, uh, for the president first lady at that particular ball, there's three inaugural balls. Um, and I didn't realize, but the salute to the armed forces ball is sort of like the, it's like the Super Bowl of the wow. three. It's like the one that's the most, it's invite only. It's not open to the public, you know? And so I have it set in my mind that it's going to be kind of like this smaller event. And, you know, I mean, he was like, the president is going to be there. You're going to sing the first dance. And, uh, and the first dance was, was scheduled to be my way by Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. That's what we were going to do. And we were also going to sing the first dance for the vice president and his wife. Well, we go up to DC and um, we get to the, to the venue and it's like, it's massive, massive place and cameras. There's bleachers full of, of cameras from all every broadcasting network in the world, essentially. I mean, it's all over the place. And, uh, I'm like, this is going to be televised. They're like, yeah, man, it's going to be televised. And, uh, it was a crazy, crazy experience. I mean, there were about 3000, uh, of the armed forces there, military men and women, I mean, from all ranking. And there were, there were, I mean, I met general Mattis and, uh, I mean, the, uh, uh a lot of the, uh, the wounded warriors, uh, a lot of those guys were there, guys and gals were there. And it was an incredible experience. And then, you know, I ended up having to meet with the president um, about the song change. There was at the last minute there was a song change. So they 
I guess I could tell the story real quick. Yes, tell it. Yeah. Um, so we did, we did about a 90 minute to two, we had about a two hour set, you know, we played and I had this eight piece band, two drummers, backup singers and had all kinds of cool stuff going on. And we did like a bunch of R and B soul music. We did original music too. We did Jesus songs, had no idea that we were being televised. Like, like I'm sitting, I, my, my friend texts me during the show and he's like, dude, you just said Jesus on CNN. Which, because I introed a song, I said this song is about Jesus, and and then like I had no idea, you know, it was like on all these news networks. But um, now that's just the Lord. But yeah, so we play our set. They say, hey, you've got about half an hour before the president gets here. You know, go enjoy yourself, take some pictures, go meet people, do whatever you want, and then just meet back in the green room you know, 10 minutes before X, Y, Z time. Okay, great. And so about 15 minutes goes by and one of the managers for the event comes and gets me and he says, Hey, you have to come backstage right now. It's okay. So I go backstage and, um, there is the, the, the guy who, the CEO of the company that got me the gig and a woman who's like the liaison to the president and they're standing there just sweating. And I'm like, what's going on? And they, they were like, the president's going to be here in 10 minutes and he doesn't want to dance to the song that we have prepared. So we need three song options right now. And I, so I start to give him some options and nothing's working. And she's on the phone with another assistant to the president in the limo on the way there. And they say, just have him go upstairs and wait on us to get there. So they take me and my friend, we go upstairs and, you know, secret service takes us up there they kind of give us the rundown. He's going to walk up those stairs. He's going to go in that, come in that door, walk up those stairs. He's going to meet you first, then you. And he's going to ask you what the options are after we introduce you. You give him three. If he doesn't know the song, sing the song. I said, okay, tell me good. And I, <laughs> uh, you know, my buddy looks at me and goes, dude, you're about to audition for the president. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, I'm going to go pray. So I literally walked the hallway praying in the spirit with the seat, with these secret service guys walking with me. Um, and they say, Hey man, you got to get back in place because the president's in the building. So get back in and, you know, the family, uh, Ivanka Trump walked in first and then the president, first lady, vice president, his wife, flood of people come up these stairs. And just like they said, they, they introduced me. Um, they said, this is the guy that's going to sing the first dance. He was really cordial. He, he introduced himself and then he introduced his wife and, uh, same thing with vice president. And, uh, and they were really, really just gentlemanly. And, uh, he said, he said, uh, Oh, good, good. And he said, this is the guy that's going to sing the first dance. Oh, good, good, good. So, uh, so Josh, uh, what do you think we ought to do? <laughs> and I said, well, he said, you know, we've already danced because it was the third, uh, the third event of the evening. They had already done this first dance thing to my way twice. And so he said, he said, we don't want to do my way again. It doesn't look good. We don't like it. We want to do something else. And I said, okay, how about Uchow? He said, Uchow. What is Uchow? I don't know Uchow. And I said, uh, you know, I started to sing, Uchow, things are going to get easier. And he was like, oh, it's good, but it's too fast. I like it's too fast. We need something slow. We're not going to go out there and dance, dance, okay? And I said, okay, how about the Whitney Houston version of I Will Always Love You? And he said, perfect, perfect. And I said, okay. And he asked his wife, what do you, what do you think? 
She said, yeah, that's fine. And I said, Mr. President, there's only one thing. And he said, he said, yeah, what is it? And I said, I don't do that song with a band. I've only ever done that song by myself. And I know that you wanted this performance to be with the whole band. Ooh, I think it would be good with the band. Don't you think it would be good with the band? <laughs> and uh, my friend Walter, he, you know, he's producing the event. He speaks up and he says, sir, Josh's version of this song is the best you'll ever hear in your life. And I was like, oh, my God. What God precious that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and he looked at me, you know, the president looked at me and he said, what's your best song? And I said, sir, that's the best. Millions of people have heard me sing that song. And he said, if you think that's your best, that's what we're going to do. Okay. You're the guy. We hired you. Let's go downstairs. Let's have fun. It's going to be great. And, and, uh, and so that's what we did. And I ran downstairs and he also nudged me, kind of nudged me and was like, you know, I got a picture with him. He said, you want a picture? I said, yeah, I love a picture. Yeah, you want a picture. Come on, let's get a picture. And then, uh, and then he said, uh, he said, if this goes good, maybe you sell a million records. I said, all right, man, sounds good. <laughs> okay, Josh, we'll see you. Thank you. And then walked downstairs and uh, I went downstairs. I grabbed the band. I said, hey, he said I could do this by myself. I think we could do it. It's here's the changes. Here's the tempo. Just follow me. It's going to be fine. So we just prayed. We got in a big huddle. We prayed. I mean, we walked out on stage. It was like from the time I met with him to the time we were on stage, it was maybe like two minutes. And we went on stage and we played that song one time. That's the only time I've ever played it with the band uh, was, you know, there were 34 million people watching, which I don't recommend doing, but. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I was watching it. I was one of those 34 million. I was actually watching it uh, on TV and face li Facebook Live at the same time. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. but And it was, it was beautiful. I mean, <laughs> it you couldn't have sounded any better. It was lovely for them to dance to. It made I, I just I sat there literally and cried thinking uh, about the favor of God on your life. Yeah. And the opportunity what a what an honor that was to be invited. Yeah. And yeah. then God just puts you in such a, a place of honor. And then you did just such an amazing job. They looked beautiful and I and I'm sure they were very happy. Did you get feedback from them? Uh, not from them. No, just from people kind of in his council. They said that, you know, they were, they were really happy with it. Everybody was happy with it. The people that produced the event were extremely happy with it. Yeah, they know, you know, like the lady that was a liaison to the president, she was freaking out. That and, is so awesome. And, you know, what's funny is, is we were all in the green room, um, worshiping before we went down and played the first, before we played the set, we, I pulled out a guitar and we just started singing Holy Spirit you know, the whole band, all the band, we were all, we're all worship leaders in some, uh, in some, in some light, right? I mean, we all lead worship somewhere at, a di at different churches around the Metroplex. And so it was a whole band of worship leaders going down there to do this event. And, you know, I, I don't know what the, you know, the prophetic connection is be between that, but I mean, there's gotta be something there. Yes, and I agree. My name is Joshua. And I'm, I was breaking down walls. That's what I figure, you know? Yes. And, uh, so we, uh, we were in the green room and the Lord just spoke to me while we were singing the song. Cause you know, like this, this, I'm like, we're about to go down there and play in front of all these people and the president of the United States. I don't know what's going to happen, you know? And the Lord just spoke to me and said, you play for me all the time. And I'm the king of the universe. <laughs> 
don't 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 get you know don't get too worked up about him like i created him so i mean that was that was that and so i just had this that peace you know that surpasses all understanding just came over me and then that the uh the you know while while we were uh you know doing that you know in that meeting conversion with the president i just had a peace you know and 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 was able to speak to him with confidence and he spoke right back with confidence so it was uh it was it was pretty it was a life-changing experience you know what josh i really just uh you know it's amazing to see how god when we surrender something to the lord yeah and because you know we're born with our gifts and talents and god gives them so he absolutely means for us to use them and for his glory but right. you know you got saved and you said okay i'm gonna just obey you lord i really don't know what all this means but i know i gotta obey you and then god opened up this door you know it's just the beginning for you josh it's just yeah. the beginning um there are there are huge huge doors that will open for you in 2018. I see that, you know, really clearly. And yeah. uh, this is going to be a year of great, great advancement for you and for what God's called you to do. And I see you doing more things in the secular than you've ever done in your life. Yeah. And it's just, and it's not going to be hard. Yeah. But it will take deep prayer and conssecration to be able to maneuver through it. Yeah. Amen. That, you know, that's what, um, you know, the Lord has been working on me because it's, I have, I have a tendency. I love to give and I love to, um, I love to say yes to things and say yes to relationships. And sometimes those relationships have kind of come back, you know, Yeah, sure. but at the same time, Proverbs 14 talks about, you know, um, how a, a barn with no oxen stays clean but you need those oxen to get things done, you know, and you need relationships to, to, to make things happen, sure. so I, you know, but it's messy. A, a barn with oxen in it is messy. And so relationships tend to get messy and it, it's been that way. I've, I'm just learning to navigate those things and do it with joy. You know, yes. That, yes. Been, and realize that your enemy is not people. Your right. enemy is the devil. Right. And when we realize that our enemy is not people, then we look at people, even when they're, they're bring they're dropping a lot of cow patties in our life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we look at them in a way that has compassion and we may address the cow patty or we may have to work through something tough, but we yeah. can do it with love. You know, one of the things that, uh, 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 Papa Dale, who is actually the founder of BPN Radio, which this is all going to go on BPN Radio as cool. well. Um, he taught us to pray for divine relationships, divine yeah. relationships and divine connections. And, mm -hmm. and I really make that a habit of saying, God, I, I, I'm asking you to put in my life divine relationships and divine connections. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and even in divine connections and divine relationships, there's cow patties. Okay. So, cause we're human. Yeah. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. we're not the, sometimes we're receiving them and sometimes we're dropping them. So mm -hmm. we're, we're human beings, but you know, uh, Paul even said there's going to be quarrels, there's going to be problems, but he said that's really going to reveal your heart. Yeah. And I found it in tough situations sometimes that a, the Lord reveals my heart. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is going to be a great year for you. And that's why prayer and consecration is so important. And I know you're doing that. And I just encourage you to go to a deeper level with it in 2018, because what's ahead of you for the next five to 10 years is going to be really big. And your consecration is what's going to keep you grounded to be yeah. able to make all the right decisions, you know? Right. Amen. And that goes for all of us that are walking through this thing called life, you know, uh, trying, trying our best to do the will and purpose and plan of God. And then, you know, I always tell my children, uh, the greatest thing you'll ever, the hardest thing you'll ever navigate through is success. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. it's it really tests and tries the heart and so that's why consecration when that success hits it gives us the ability to navigate through you know when trouble hits I, most people when trouble hits they fall on their knees yeah. but we should live on our knees so that when success and great influence hits we yeah. can handle that with humility and who better yet that gave us that example but billy graham you know yeah, amen so I, I was actually just watching interviews with him last night, like the interview with him and Woody Allen and how he, how he, he, you know, he's sitting with Woody Allen talking about Jesus and as uh, so powerful. Yeah. And I mean, so many would, would do it with such class. It's amazing to watch two people from two, from two sides of the aisle, but have a respectful genuine conversation with each other and it was funny too you know billy graham was really funny uh in that interview and woody allen was funny you know but it it, it it's the times have changed a little bit but yeah you know but i'm believing you know we have really been in a uh in a consecration uh, place in our lives. Uh, we feel the call to consecration in the church. And I just really want to encourage everyone that's listening today. Everything that's happened in Josh's life has happened through prayer. Yeah. Amen. You know, one thing too, that I would, I would encourage people that are listening. Um, it was a conversation that I had with the band before we went up to DC and that was not to, and I may be stepping on toes saying this, but I didn't want people to get involved in conversations where they either were just poking fun of either the president or, you know, people from, from the other side of the aisle getting into a place where they were just using just empty words. You know, the Bible says we have to, we're going to answer for every idle word. Mm-hmm. It says you're going to answer for every idle word. And I, and I've just put it in a place where I was like, I believe that the Lord is trusting us to go up there with the right heart. And if you get into conversations with people online and you just start blah, 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 do all that stuff back and forth, because we were literally, you know, we were right in the heat of this crazy moment in time, you know, where this, there's so much media surrounding it and so much, you know, I caught so much flack, you know, for going up there and doing that from all over the place. I mean, it was, it was crazy, but I always make it a point to like never, um, and, and it can be really difficult. It can be really difficult because when you disagree so strongly with some people, it can be really hard to just bite your tongue and not say things. But at the, the at the same time, I said, I, I, I want the Lord to use me in these places. And if I just let off, let loose with my tongue, he's not going to trust me to use me. And if I let loose with my tongue, it means that I don't really believe 
that the Lord can put me in those places. That's right. That's right. That's good. You know, I heard, I heard somebody say uh, in ministry that, you know, now Billy is a, Billy Graham is, Dr. Billy Graham is a perfect example. He preached the truth and he stood for something, but Mm -hmm. he stayed in his lane and he, and he, and he kept his heart right. And he just, he didn't allow himself to get, um, to get in conversations that were going to alienate people from the gospel. Yeah, that's right. And that was the, that was the, the kind of the chat that I had was that like, we need to keep a kingdom perspective. We need to be looking at this from 30,000 feet, as opposed to being down here on the ground in the middle of all that stuff. We need to be keeping a kingdom perspective, knowing that our purpose for going here is something completely different than what anybody would. They're got people are going to assume one thing and they're going to assume another, and it's irrelevant what they assume. We know what our purpose is for going up there, and and, and I mean it was just that. I, I don't know if it was that conversation that the Lord was like, "That's what I'm talking about." Now I'm going to put you right there, toe to toe with the guy, because I can trust you in that place. And you know that's the same thing is is I don't I don't ever you know share cross words about. Democrats or Republicans or all those things, because I really want the Lord to use me in those places. Even if, even you know, like the, uh, you know, in the film industry or the music industry it's rough and it is a dark, dark place. Yes. There's a lot of darkness, a lot of things that are happening. A lot of those things are being exposed now. You know, there's a lot of light coming in through, you know, the, the film industry and, you know, all the sexual misconduct and harassment, all those things. And, I, and I'm just like, we need to mind our tongue that we don't just spout and say, see, told you, you know, right, all that. Right. Essentially, I want to be in those places so that the Lord can use me in those places. Who else? Who's going to go? Right. You right. Know? If the can Lord I, can't trust you on Facebook, how can he trust you to put you toe to toe with, you know, I mean, that, that that's where I see the church just like it makes me just go crazy sometimes because I'm like. Let's just focus on the kingdom. Yes, and, yes, you're right. If he can't trust me with the small things, how's he gonna how how yeah. am I going to be able to step into the big things that he's promised? Yeah, exactly. That, I want that, you to uh, uh real quickly, I'd like for you to pray for mm-hmm. um everyone that's watching or listening by radio that that first of all that we will obey the voice and step into our God called kingdom called place. You know, we all have a place at the wall. Uh, we yeah. all have a place to build and that that God would, uh, first of all, that there would be, like you said, millions of people step up to the call and, uh, and to the purpose and the plan. And that, it, and I want to pray, especially for, for people in the arts, you know, that are in music and yeah. in the film industry, that we would have many, many Christians go into those arenas. So will you pray real quickly for yeah. us? Yeah. Father, I just thank you that you've created us for such a time as this. And Jesus, we just we just feel it and we know that you're closer uh than we than we could even believe you are. That you're you're not coming back soon, you're on the way. And we just thank you that in these times God that you're raising up people, raising up artisans, God raising up creators, raising up other people that that share your heart just the same way you're raising up david's god people that were after your heart and people that are uh you've given gifts and given talents 
that I just see people in my mind right now. I see those people and I say, Holy Spirit, just awaken something in their heart, God. Soften their heart. Lord, I thank you for divine connections for those people, God, that you would use credible sources, that you would use people of influence to speak life and wisdom and truth into some of these people's lives. Some of the most gifted people on the planet do not know you. But you say that the gifts come without repentance, and you've put those gifts there. But I just thank you, Father, that you're leading people back to you and that you're creating uh, a kingdom kingdom people that are going to create influence, have influence in all marketplaces, God. Influences in business, uh, influence in the film industry, in the music industry, God, influence that, you, that you'd begin to shape the heart of the church, God, that you'd begin to bring down yes. denominational boundaries, things that are keeping the church from loving one another. God, that, that, that you would begin to raise up people from the church to go into politics and have a heart for just humanity. Yes. That people would, that people would just, uh, stop seeing things as, as, as blue and red, God, that yes. people would begin to see the heart of people and that they would see the kingdom and see your kingdom coming into those places that stop seeing color God and start seeing that we all bleed red in Jesus name that people would, uh, uh, I just speak to adoption, the heart of adoption, God, that you would just eradicate orphans from the planet that you would raise up people on this broadcast. There would be people on this broadcast that are, they're tiptoeing around the idea of adoption or fostering God yes. and that you would, you would speak directly to that right now in them and say, go get your baby, quit mm-hmm. waiting, quit worrying about money, go get your baby in Jesus name. I thank you father for, for pastor Callie, that she has been a, a, a wisdom in my life. And I thank you father for, uh, for, for blessing this radio show and, uh, everything that you've done in my life in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Lord, I just stand in faith with, uh, Josh. Uh, and I just thank you for the, the musicians and the actresses and the dancers and the creative artisans that are out there in really every arena. God, we just thank you that you're bringing them forward and that they're coming into powerful relationships with you, Lord, that there are going to be thousands upon thousands saved and filled with the Holy spirit. We thank you Lord for a shaking in Hollywood of revival. We thank you of thousands, thousands of these, uh, people that are in Hollywood, uh, celebrities and non-celebrities are going to be filled with the Holy spirit and really shaken by the power of God. We thank you that our government is being shaken by the power of God, that, that our legislators are literally being filled with the spirit and God, you're waking them up in the middle of the night and they're feeling your spirit. And there is such a holy presence and all that's coming over our uh, Washington and our country. We thank you Lord for the pastors across this nation. We thank you Lord for a, 
a holiness movement, a holiness of heart, holiness of heart where, where men and women of God will turn back to the, uh, the foundational truths that made this country great and that gave us the breakthroughs that we've seen in our history. We thank you, Lord, that we are a praying church in America, that we are a fasting church in America, that we are a holy church in America, that you're raising up saint, the, the, the people of God are saying, I want to be sanctified before you, Lord, not so that we can tout our religion or our sanctimonious uh, acts, but God, so that we can go before you knowing that we are pleasing you and that we love you. And I just honor you, Jesus. I honor everything you've done in my life. You saved me from yeah. the pit. You rescued my family. You rescued my, yeah. me and my sister. You rescued my mom and dad. You rescued us, God. We are living redemption stories. We are trophies of grace. And you rescued Josh, Lord. You rescued so many that were in the pit. We were in the pit before you got a hold of us. And we just want to spread your word. We want to love people. We want to pray until people see the light. I see your light being displayed all over America, God. I see your light of love being displayed all over our country. I just declare in Jesus' name that every state and every city and every county is ablaze with the glory of God. I declare that there are preachers coming out of the colleges that that, that we don't even know their names now, but they're coming on the scene and they're going to be young Billy Grahams. They're going to preach the word of God with, with no fear. I declare that there are uh, millennials that are taking up the cross and there's a revival coming in the millennials like we've never seen before in the history of the church. I pray God for the baby boomers that the 50 year olds, and I'm right in that 57 years old, that the baby boomers, God are going to see such an awakening awakening and such a desire for prayer and and that we're going to take up our mantle to pray for the young people and to love them and to mentor them and to be their mothers and fathers spiritually. Lord, I just thank you that you're raising up men like Joshua, men like Josh Weathers, God, that are willing to do whatever you've called them to do. You're raising men up. You're raising women up that are willing to take their, their gifts and their talents and lay them at your feet, Jesus, and say, whatever you have me to do, I will do. God, we just give you the praise and the glory. Uh, Juan, how much more time do we have? We have two minutes. We're almost through. Um, I just, we're going to plug in another one of your songs. If you can send me some stuff, Josh, that you have recorded, because when we we do it for, when we take the uh, audio out for radio, we're going to plug in a couple of your songs. So Juan will get with you. Um, we love you. Tell us where we can find your foundation. Uh, love like you mean it. Dot us uh, is the name of the nonprofit. And that's the website. That's our ministry in India. Um, and then as well, joshweathers.com. That's where you can go to find dates and things like that. Okay. Uh, you can donate on the website. You can sponsor kids on the website. Um, all of that. Let me just say, for all those who are listening, uh, I know I had him play on the audio here, and we had a little trouble with the audio, but you owe it to yourself to Google him and hear him. He is fantastic, and I, I come from a lot. 
I come, it's worth the Google. I come from a lot of musicians and fa- all our family's very musical. And when I tell you somebody's fantastic, they're fantastic. He is fantastic. You will be blessed. We love you, Joshua. I love what you're doing for the kingdom. Give Katie a kiss for me. Give me those babies a kiss and God bless you. And we'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. For the past hour, you've been listening to the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.